Please select your player. New player Tim has joined the game. A wild Dave emerges. Ben rolls a d20, but only gets one. Australia's greatest podcast said no person ever. Welcome, welcome to, to another, another dungeon. dungeon. Hey, that was my line. Hi, and welcome to episode 47 of Another Dungeon Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and this week I am joined by... A... The ever-stunned Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know it's me? Uh, <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> this is Dave. Well, I can't um, tell who you're looking at. It's, it's that's that's a true. Static image. It's a webcam. <laughs> um, and he you've and Dave, two, you've got you've got two guests. You can't just wait for one of them to introduce themselves. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you guys were following my lead. All right, so we have Dave tonight, and he is joined by his beautiful co-host uh, Tim, the Pato Patterson. Um, Hello. Yeah, it was usually the host this year. The pato. It, <laughs> the pato. <laughs> it really doesn't sound great. All right. What? Clearly, pato has another definition that I'm aware <coughs> of besides backyard deck. Like when you have a huge <laughs> deck. Oh, that's so, pato. Yep. So this week, I was running with. Uh, <laughs> I was running with the name potato for a while because apparently Americans can't say pato. Mm-hmm. So they kept calling me Potato. Really? I like that name. That's... Lethal Potato is a great yeah. name. That's because the retards in America couldn't. <laughs> anyway. um, so that's the origin of Tim. Um, so that's a pretty interesting fact we've already learned this week. That's this my origin story. podcast um, that we have here. Um, but we're going to open the show. I my powers. <laughs> we're going to open the show with our usual uh, regular segment that we never ever forget. Um, that doesn't have a name, but let's call it what we've been playing. Um, so, guys, <laughs> does one of you let's let me name one of you so you know who's next? Let's go, Dave. Dave, do you want to tell me yes, what ben. you've been playing lately? I have been playing a little puzzle game called Human Resource Machine. Oh um, yes, <clears throat> I'm a little bit late to the party. It's by the guys that made um, World of Goo and. I've forgotten the name of the other game they made, but everyone knows World of Goo. And it's mm-hmm. a little, um, so it's a puzzle game. It's out on PC and phone. And, and Switch. Base... Oh, yes, and Switch. What are you playing Switch. on, PC or phone? Uh, phone. I actually compared the Switch version and the phone version, but the phone version was half the price. Right. And um, I did a bit of research and, and found that there was next to no difference. The Switch mm. version has the ability to listen to the soundtrack from the menu. Uh, and it stops wow. playing Ooh. when you, yeah, it stops playing when you leave the menu. So <laughs> well, that authentic 1990s sound test menu feel. Yep, and I just thought, yeah, that's not for me. But basically, look, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun little game that's surprisingly tricky. Um, What's the gameplay? Because I've seen a screenshot you posted, and it was hard to picture. Sorry, it's hard to get a, a picture of what the actual gameplay is yeah. like in that. So what Still. it is is it's basically. Um, it's using programming to control what your guys are doing on screen, which is in essence what every single puzzle game is about anyway. Um, so you basically, you have on the left-hand side of the screen is an inbox and along the inbox will come in a certain number of little uh, boxes with numbers and letters. And on the right-hand screen is an outbox. 
and your little office worker dude can carry one box at any one time. So in each level, your, your boss basically gives you a task like, um, all right, a very simple one. Take everything from the inbox and put it into the outbox. So you've got a command inbox, which makes him pick up from whatever's in the inbox. And then you do the command outbox, which puts it in the outbox. And then you've got a jump command, which is like um, if you ever played logo, uh, played logo, programmed in logo or anything like that is like the go to command. So you just go inbox, outbox, go to the start, and then you hit play. And the little guy goes and he gets the thing out of the inbox and he takes it over to the outbox and then he goes to the inbox. And when he finishes, that's the, the level done. But as you go on, it gets more and more complex. You you start off just having those two commands, inbox and outbox, but shortly you get jump, uh, jump if zero, jump if negative. Um, You can store numbers on the floor, so you can like pick up the first number, put it in the, put it in the spot on the floor, like temporary storage. And I won't go into too much detail because it'll make it sound really boring. The trick (laughs) of it is, it's a puzzle. Oh, it already sounds very boring. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was worried about. (laughs) The trick of it is it's a puzzle game and you don't need to know programming in order to enjoy it. It teaches you everything you need to know and it's very rudimentary programming. However, interestingly, the the the, the way you're programming and what you're doing is um, very realistic to, to actual processing as well. So, it's a lot of... So, <clears throat> if... Is there a list of commands or it teaches you commands as you progress through the levels? Or? Yeah, so at the start, you've just got inbox and outbox. So you've got three yeah. things in the inbox. So you just Your commands to solve that one are inbox, outbox, inbox, outbox, inbox, outbox. Then you get jump. <coughs> and it, it basically teaches you by saying you're going to have between five and ten things in your inbox. and So by... Like the tenth level, you've got your commands, and it's up to you to actually do the solving or whatever. Yeah, not qu- not not quite where... one skill per level, because um, there's a few different applications of the same thing. Especially when you have okay. to start dividing numbers, um, <laughs> dividing, multiplying, divide greater than, zero? less than. Well, if you know how to divide by using only add and sum, you can um, do all sorts <laughs> of things. <laughs> but yeah, it's a real. It starts out. Nice and slow and easy. The The problem I have is I'm at the last level now um, and there are a few Spoilers. optional. So every level, there's there's completing the normal level, then there's an optional branch off to the side. Every every so often in the level progression, you can branch off and do some optional, you know, tougher, um, tougher variants. Um, and then you can also do a speed run and a something else. I forgot what it is. You've got to do it within a certain number of steps. Oh, yeah, and within a certain number of commands to get all, you know, all the extra things like the extra stars and all yeah. that sort of thing. Um, I'm near the end of the main progression start uh, path and probably about four levels away from finishing all the, the optional extras. But the problem I'm having now is I almost need a pencil and paper to plan out how I'm going to solve a level now. So instead of being the quick, you know... First time you play, you, you get stuck playing it for half an hour and you do four or five levels or ten levels or whatever. Now I can spend half an hour to an hour on it and <laughs> I'm trying to get one level done. <laughs> is it still fun? Or is um, it diminishing the fun? At the high level, it's challenging and rewarding. 
I wouldn't call it fun. I mean, well, I'm enjoying it, but it's not something where I'm I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, this solving this problem is really fun, you know. So how how far would I get into it? Not really enjoying programming. Well, you don't have to enjoy difficult. programming. <laughs> you you have to enjoy problem solving. Logic. Because okay. it's using the same logic that you use to solve problems. You'd probably make it about halfway through, I reckon, before it starts using maths concepts and stuff to solve the problems and, and you might. What's what's maths? This is sounding like work and not a game. <laughs> well, that's why it takes like place Professor- in an office. It's an office simulator with programming. I like, I like, like <laughs> Professor Layton and stuff, but... Mm. No, it's um, definitely a heavier game. Um, yeah, so thinking and the, the level of puzzle sounds yeah. like not enjoyable to me. Yeah, I, sure I think it's. I think it's the kind of thing that doesn't appeal to everyone. Um, I think there yeah. are people that really love the logic of programming. Like I've got friends that'll sit down there and they'll like type out programming, and that's their way of processing a day, and that's their way of having spare time to think for themselves. It's it's nutting out some code. That's my biggest fear and nightmare. I cannot deal with programming. Because um, my brain is more of the creative, whatever left side, whatever things mm-hmm. they tell you. Um, but yeah, but I think it's cool to see so that you're in that. You're play. in that. Yeah, you're in that tricky area where you've um, you've got all the ideas and stuff, but yeah, I can't implement. Like it, like like trying to be a video game designer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. It didn't oh, help. Someone help me program this. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help that my video game course, uh, the programmer completely stuffed up how we were taught and everything. Uh, so that was a disaster. Oh, what? Um, yeah, that's not worth going through in a podcast. Um, yeah, but, um, well, maybe we'll need a whole podcast. Yeah, my sad tragic backstory, the... how I got my name, Programming Potato. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think it's cool to see those elements of like, it's kind of a meta gameplay because obviously games require programming. Um, I played one game called The Magic Circle, and the idea of that was you would rip logic out of enemies and put them into other enemies to make them do your bidding. So if there's an enemy that can attack or an enemy that's on fire, you would rip that kind of verb or programming code and put it into the programming of another enemy. And it was really cool because it made sense in the logic of the game being a game about games to have Mm. programming as a gameplay element. And it's kind of interesting to experiment with stuff like that. Well, the interesting thing about that is always that, I mean, it's a little more transparent in um, human resource machine, obviously, but with stuff like that, it's quite often something that is just a normal mechanic that's in a game. Mm. It's just, it's making, making it less transparent, like the same sort of thing with, um, no, that's not, that analogy is not going to work. So I'll stop that right there. <laughs> it's Carry just on. like that. As you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, like uh, that analogy that it's not like, so, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this sounds like fun. Um, Tim, what game have you been playing? <laughs> you liar. <laughs> game, you just games. said you're not into programming and you just said that sounds like fun. <laughs> so he's no, just I, doing the I'm, typical sorry, thing to, to progress the conversation. Yeah, I'm trying to move forward. <laughs> yes, to clarify, yes, that yes. company that makes that game, I am interested in because they have another game that's about burning orphans' toys. I don't really understand. That's the Every other one. Try and look at um, in yeah. Little Inferno or something. I, I don't know yeah. what's fun about setting fire to your most beloved possessions. Um, and I've always <laughs> wanted to play it to know exactly what the gameplay element is. They have an interesting take to, this doesn't look like gameplay. Let's make a game out of it, I think. Oh, you haven't played it? No. Cool. 
Good story. Um, Tim, what have so you been, been playing? It's been a few weeks um, and a few things have come out. So the first thing I'll say is I've been playing Prey. Did we go through this last time? No, no but I'm Prey, keen to hear I've been meaning to do a podcast on Prey for two weeks and we haven't. Yeah, so Prey is really good, I guess. Um, I wasn't... This is what was going to lead to another topic. I'm not. I'm not a fan that they've used the name Prey. Um, Prey Two was going to be a completely different mm. game. It was like you know bounty hunters in space, and then they canned it. And then this is a, a reimagining, I guess. Oh, of um, the first Prey, is it? Yeah, I think it's yeah, but ah. it's, the storyline is different. So I'm not quite sure how. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Bioshock in space is a good example of how to explain how, how Prey plays. Um, I'm, you can play stealth, you can play, um, you know, full on run out and kill everything. Um, the smaller mimic enemies, um, probably keep you entertained for the first quarter of the game. So what do Um, they do? So they can... They're not pre-programmed to do anything. They make a decision on the flyer to fight or flight. And if they fight, they can turn into anything, any object. So if you walk into a room, yeah, if you walk into a room and you see two stools next to each other and you think, Mm -hmm. well, that's a bit weird, one Mm. of them could be a mimic. Um, Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It creates a lot of tension, especially early on when you're weak and, you know, you've got not many weapons. Um, And then I think they do a good job of kind of backing off, introducing new enemies and then reintroducing the mimics later on when you start to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I will say is that the soundtrack is not... It's not overbearing. It's kind of subtle, but it's really anxiety-inducing. Oh, cool. um, In a really good way, so... You know, you spend a lot of time by yourself sneaking around, um, going through different missions. There's a lot of missions, like side quests and stuff, you can pick up during the game. But the the soundtrack creates such a real, like a tense atmosphere in the right spots. Um, music's not always a cue to say that there's a mimic in the room, but yeah, they do a good job of making you feel kind of like on edge all the okay. time so um, what's the story is it the same story as the first one um no the story the yes. venom got loose in a the, space station is that the story so you you uh, it's hard it's kind of hard to do it without spoilers have you seen right. the introduction to the game yet no nah. but if I it's the introduction I'm you're not really so spoiling we'll, we'll, much we'll skip over it um Basically, you're on a space station. You have been conducting experiments with this alien that you guys have found and trying to introduce their DNA into yours to give you, you know, humans. Classic sci-fi mistake. Yep. Yep. Classic sci-fi, you know, they escape. They start The classic blunder. They, yeah. And then the, the, so they're called Typhon, as generally speaking. The mimics, you know, start drowning people and... Um, sorry, draining people of their life, and yeah, your story is to 
yeah, see, because it branches off. Okay, so basically, your two choices are um, scuttle the space station or uh, what does your brother want you to do? <laughs> this is a terrible story, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, basically, visit you know, you so it's very different because the, the start of prey you started in. I think it was a tavern or something, and you get sucked into yeah. space. And your whole nah. thing is you're this nah, nah, Indian nah, nah. guy surviving. So, do you still get to get guns and merge them and have these augmented alien weapons? Because that was the really cool thing about prey. No, so you start with a wrench, oh. and then you get a glue. <laughs> they think you gun, are Gordon actually- Freeman. Well, oh, it's a space wrench. The glue gun looked cool. Better. In the footage I saw, the glue cool. gun could be used as platforms. Like, it was making use of environment and the logic it of is. the weapon it you is. had. So that's the thing, is the areas are so open that um, if you wanted to scale, you know, say there's an open mezzanine and you wanted to get to the second floor, you can't find stairs. You just shoot glue onto the wall and climb onto that. So you can create your own paths, which um, opens up different options to you. There are sci-fi type guns, you know, on the ship, but it's not like alien weapons. Because all, all the aliens I've come across so far either punch you or they have psychic abilities. So, you know, they're not using mm. weapons. That's um, disappointing. Um, have they really. have they done a good job of the game? Is it fun? The game itself is fun. I think the, the, the only off-putting thing is that they've reused the name. So I guess, it, you know, you come with a few preconceived things. Um, it would have stood by itself fine. Um, would you have played it if it didn't have the name Prey? Yeah. Well, would you I have known actually, about it? <laughs> I wasn't going. I wasn't going to play it to start with until I watched the opening half hour, and I thought, "I oh, this game actually is pretty cool." Um, mm, okay. Wonder why yeah, they made find, that decision. That's a strange, uh, strange knows. shift. It's um. It's more enjoyable than Dishonored 2, <laughs> which was also arcane. Um, I have that sitting yeah, inside it, me in plastic. <laughs> they dribble the story through kind of at a good pace. So you've lost your memory at the start and you, you start finding information out and you've got to figure out, you know. Wow, that's an is. original concept. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> do, you, do you at one <laughs> point it's, it's stand done. in front of the mirror and look in the mirror and wonder why your eyes are so bloodshot? Is that a key scene in the game? <laughs> I think that was just marketing. That was I don't just remember the looking in the trailer mirror. that had nothing to do with the yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. It does have something to do with the game. Like it fits in with. Yeah. It fits in with the story without mm. spoiling stuff. Right. Well, so, that'll be when you realise um, that you've injected yourself with alien DNA, right? What? Yeah. The so experiment we were doing worked and had negative results. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the the use case for it was you inject neuromods from, you know, the world's smartest people and I am now smart. I don't have to learn anything. So that was the initial study of neuromods and then, yeah, you went uh. alien with it because why not? So yeah, why I, not? I would recommend it, though. It's a good game. Yeah. It's um, it's taken me a, quite a while at the moment. I mean, I'm kind of taking my time and exploring. Um, there are you know, rewards to exploring, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a play from me. Um, I've also been playing The Surge, which is from the guys that made Lords of the Fallen. 
Um, it's being described as sci-fi Dark Souls, um, but that's doing Dark Souls a bit of an injustice. <laughs> it's um, Have you guys <laughs> noticed that many games are yep. being described as the Dark Souls of something? Dark Souls is and a genre And it's not like now. Dark Souls. It's not... Uh, but, but none of them are. Even like the first yeah, difficult game. <laughs> you know, difficult games have existed before. Yeah. I, it's just for some reason it's taken the community. Oh, I um, think Dark Souls brought the idea of dying and then going back to the point where you died. Uh, no, they see, didn't. Loads of games did that. But the thing with Dark Souls, and I think they, think they did well, was they tied it into their story. Like it's yeah, it's core to the yeah, lore, true. the reason that you're a rebirth. It's not just a, oh, mm. he's a cool mechanic, um, which Lords of the Fallen was like, it's, there's no reason for you to rebirth and have your ghost sitting somewhere. It just is convenient for gameplay reasons. Mm. Um, yeah, that was one of the things that kept me going back to Dark Souls, d- despite it kicking my ass, was all the story that there was to find out. There was just so much <coughs> more in that thing. And for any game to be the dark souls of anything it wants to have so much lore both in and you know read about on wiki pages yeah (coughs) well the surge doesn't do that um it's very much just blatantly tells you things there's not like (laughs) um you know you don't read item descriptions and go oh that was interesting to learn about the world it's there's audio logs um, oh, there's a cutscene at the start, and there's just like uh, electronic billboards around the certain points that kind of tell oh, you. So it's the Doom hey, Three is... of science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't quite play as well. Like the movement isn't as good. The dodging isn't as good. Yeah, well, that's um, that's where Dark Souls shines is the refining of the mechanics. Was and look, excellent. the first one wasn't perfect. It no. was. Well, even Demon Actually Souls. Actually, not the PC version. I was going to say, the first one was Demon Souls, wasn't it? Yeah, which I wish they would remake so I can play on the PS4. Um, <laughs> Why don't you just replay it on the 3? Because that means unpacking the 3, finding it, and plugging <laughs> it in. Um, Tim's a one-generation well, man. I, I am going back to the Surge. Um, not every day. So, wait till it's on sale if you like that kind of game. It's not like anything overly compelling um but hey the surge got you to stop playing mass effect andromeda so there must be something in its favor i actually went back to mass effects and played for an hour and then put it down <laughs> again um I, it's uh, interesting because i saw it on xbox one and ps4 for 30 dollars in really uh, already yesterday yep wow. already it's at 30 dollars I'd Not nearly on sale, it is just listed at 30. So, I nearly did as well, but I'd already bought um, Dishonored 2 for 20, so yeah, I thought, uh, okay. I'll just play that first. Yeah, <coughs> the, fair enough. The interesting thing is that... Um, oh, what that happened? The interesting thing is, you know, people keep saying, oh, you know, they've patched it, the facial animations are better, but that's not the core of the problem with Andromeda. Like, no. Patches won't fix story. Story in the heart. Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. Old games used to have terrible animations, and some of my favourite games still have shitty animations. It's not yeah. that that makes a good game. Yeah. At the risk of sounding like one of those douchebags, it really is about gameplay first. 
and the special like the special effects and stuff can make for a nice experience but they don't make for a good game mm. no absolutely and look i guess the the surge of indie games you know kind of proves that although i'm not a fan of them all looking similar um, but they <laughs> can talk bring... in the, the 8 or 16 bit style yeah well the new thing bring, is low you know... poly everything is low poly now because it's easy oh, okay well that's the thing it just seems mm. to all be easy um but it's I've not that hard of- to make it better or expensive. So it's mm. a design choice. Yeah. Yeah, if when it's a design money, choice. You can outsource it yeah. pretty you can outsource pretty easy and get that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I made a sixteen bit game, so I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I played a little bit of Party Hard. Oh gosh, how many games have you played? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um that's well, really two difficult. weeks. I didn't realize we were going through everything we played. I thought, yeah, we were, you, know, you picked one. one that was a gem. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, because I got to talk gem. about Wonder Boy and the dragons thingy, and I could have talked about Mario. Well, I'm going to talk about hey. all the MMOs I played for and... 30 seconds this week. Oh, speaking speaking of Mario Kart and <laughs> yeah. the Switch, the Switch has got no game. Looking at the release schedule, oh, there's arms in a month. That's it. I don't want arms though. I don't care. I don't want arms. I'm so excited for arms. Everything else is a re-release of something else. I didn't notice that the other day. I was sort of looking through and a bit disheartened by the amount of. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff I've already got. So so the interesting thing: one of my friends got a Switch who didn't get a Wii or a Wii U, and he's loving Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Um, whereas I played Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U, and you know it was good to play a few matches with my girlfriend but like if it wasn't cheaper on release i probably wouldn't have well i definitely wouldn't have got it mm. especially because there's nothing a... to unlock Not well yeah see i'm playing it with my kids um so i'm rediscovering like that that's a lot of fun to me we we only ever play it seems now that cops and robbers game which is loads of fun yeah that but one thing great. i noticed recently was I, I jumped on the the shop to look at um Super Bomberman to see if it was cheaper because it was sixty nine um, when I first looked at getting it, and then I read a few bad reviews and I thought, nah, I can hold off on buying that game again. Now it's up at eighty nine, and a lot of the games are eighty nine to ninety nine dollars now, and it's the same in the shops. It's a ridiculous price point, you know. Bloody, yeah. what is it? Tetris and something else is an eighty nine dollar game. Yeah. Well, the thing Who's is, spending that yeah. much money on Tetris. <laughs> Like, the, the Puyo Puyo series has a weirdly big fandom because it's got, like, anime component to it. I don't even pretend to nah. understand it. They had a really good GameCube game and everyone latched on praising it. Um, but the thing Not is, me. like, <laughs> how do you judge a puzzle game? Like, the, like, Tetris is just Tetris, and then they bolt another puzzle game on. They're very well-made games. How do you release that as a company alongside other games? I guess we're kind of we're used to indie games and and puzzle games being a bit smaller, but like if this game came out in the GameCube era or before that, it would have been full price shovelware like it is now. I guess um, full price. Yeah, but what? who's paying for it now? Tetris is an old game. But it's, it's got not, cute I, anime I girls you can play, and you play Tetris <laughs> versus Poyo Poyo, and you send Poyo Poyos to the Tetris, and you send Tetrons to the Poyo Poyos. <laughs> 
That's what I, I that actually sounds, was. That actually sounds interesting. Download the demo. Some you can play. Have, you can play yeah. full multiplayer matches in the demo. It's kind of fun. Yeah, um. that's the one really big thing that the Switch has going for it. They seem to have demos of so many of their games. Love yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yes, you were playing. Um... Oh yeah, that's all Switch right. Ben told me to stop out. saying <laughs> what I mean. No, like. but then you were saying that the Switch has no game. <laughs> Which he says that every week. That's his catchphrase. Well, if, because it's true. Every <laughs> no, podcast, yeah. <laughs> apart yeah. from Zelda, like nothing's been compelling. Yeah, I think I think the Switch released early for Zelda. Um, yeah, and it is gonna struggle with that. However, it's still selling crazy. Like uh, it's still selling out across the world. Uh, Mario Kart Eight is the fastest. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is the fastest selling kart game. A racer game of all time, even better than the Wii version. Um, so people that never played the Wii That's U ridiculous. are la- sticking to the Switch. A bunch of yeah. people just skipped the Wii U and have come back to Nintendo, and they're loving it. Uh, I got a mate. He's is in the army. Uh, big guy. He loves the Switch. He thinks the idea of portability is amazing. Uh, he's not the kind of gamer to be big on Nintendo in the past. Um, hmm. Just it's got concepts people really like, and Nintendo have to deliver at E3. Um, I think that'll be a big deciding factor. Oh, well, not really, because they've got a Mario 3D platformer coming out at the end of the year. That'll sell really well, regardless yeah, of what they do. Yeah, but the gaming community, dude. The, yeah, I, it's, I that's the problem. That It'll be journalists and people. Yeah. Journalists so, and people. Yeah, curse those customers. Um, but I think the problem that they've got is that if they've only got Nintendo titles coming out on their console then they're not going to encourage further sales of the console itself, which was where the Wii U um, fell down in the first place. They need to... Every game that comes out on Xbox One and PS4 needs to be coming out on the Switch as well because people like me will buy it on the... I'll buy on PC first, then I'll buy on Switch. Failing Mm. that, I'll buy on one of the other consoles. Yeah. I think the Western market's going to be hard to attract. Um, Yeah, more, more and more companies have said that they're not... You know, with a lot of the new releases, no, this won't. There won't be a Switch version. No, there won't be a Switch version. Yeah, I know, but that's what um, I'm saying. That's damaging to Nintendo. Yeah. That's that's the hurdle they needed to overcome. Having great with tech all is the... one thing, but yeah, if you don't have however, people developing mainstream games, hmm. however, however, the Japanese however. market is loving the Switch, and a lot of Japanese games are getting coming across to the Switch. There's a, a One Piece game coming across. There's the Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two. Uh, Square Enix is putting together a bunch of things behind the scenes. Um, I thought you were going to say something relevant, Ben. No, well, but here's the thing, right? If these big games <laughs> he's are tying coming... in, he said uh, he said Square Enix now, and he said um, something else, which is one of your other topics. See, you Ubisoft have up a unique segways. game in development. For That's the what Switch. I was trying to lead into. <laughs> All right, Ben keeps Ben keeps going back to how good the Switch is selling with one game. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my of- that's my argument. I don't think the Switch is going to sell based on exclusives. It needs to be it needs to be selling cross platforms as well. Exclusives alone won't it cut doesn't, the mustard. It doesn't have the strength to sell um, cross platforms. I don't think it's not the most powerful console. It's powerful um, enough. Is it though? Because we haven't really seen we haven't seen it get challenged. Like you haven't seen it running. You know, an Unreal 4 engine, even though it's capable yeah, of it. I don't it hasn't know quite what... got the titles that have been fully developed for its 
abilities. Because yeah. Mm. Yeah, Zelda, so, which mean, was that's... incredible, was a Wii U, and that was barely pushing the Switch's stuff. Well, the frame rate issues are probably a clear example of that. Um, I never had those. No. But, yeah, speaking of third parties coming together, <laughs> um, so... Ken probably knows a little bit more about this than I do, because I, I saw it and then I thought, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so uh, this week um, I worked in a special needs school um, all day. It was a pretty full-on job. I saw a lot of things. Um, but the craziest thing I saw all week was the rumors that uh, a Mario and Rabid, Raving Rabid Rabbids game Rabbid is coming Rabbids. to the Switch. Rab- Rabbid, Rabbid, David's Ray- Raving Rabbids. <laughs> Dave and Davin. The franchise that killed Rayman is crossing over with Super Mario... Um, Ubisoft were allowed to use the Mario license, and this game has been leaked. The pitch of the game is it's an XCOM strategy RPG style game. So you, uh, you you weren't joking when you said XCOM. No, I'm not joking. This is the proposed <laughs> gameplay. It's a it's a strategy RPG game. There's an overworld exploration section, but then you go into combat. It's like XCOM. You're controlling a selection of Mario characters and these like cosplaying rabid people that dress up like the mario characters and they all have guns like that shoot lasers and look like bullet bills and stuff and they're fighting so, the the rabbit invasion that's taken over the mushroom kingdom um it was mario, mario was luigi, more successful than rayman it was mario luigi peach and toad i think and no. the rabbit characters are just dressed up in those costumes yeah but i think the mm-hmm. idea will be the rabbits have different personalities if mario characters have differing personalities is it, is it just me or does anyone else see the really strong correlations between minions and rabbits yes that's rabbids, why i hate rabbids them were first rabbids, <laughs> yeah. rabbids were first yeah well rabbits were first but well, i mean they're both like there was ah! the rabbits that go psycho and then in despicable me too there's yeah. the minions rabbids that go first. purple and psycho yeah rabbits were first rabbits yeah um so the rabbits, rabbits is a weird life. i don't know if you guys know how weird the rabbit franchise rabbids. is um, Rayman it's 3 was stupid. pitched as, um, not Rayman 3, Rayman 4 was pitched as a proper Rayman game, 3D platformer. The idea was these, instead of zombies, these crazy rabbits would pop out of the ground and Rayman would fight them. And that idea kept evolving. So they were crazy and crazy and had different costumes. Then they dumped that idea when they saw the Wii and made it a party game to make use of the Wii waggle controls. Mm. Um, that became really popular because it was the only Wii game at launch. So they're like, oh, people like this. They kept making the game. They made like five sequels, right? Uh, and Rabbids got their own franchise. Let's not forget yeah. all those. And they dropped Rayman. A bunch of Rayman games were cancelled in favour of the stupid Rabbits. Um, they got their own TV series. Um, they mm-hmm. even had a game called like Rabbits Go Home. And they still haven't gone home. They're a bit like the Madden Brothers hanging around Australian Idol. It just sounds um, like you're really <laughs> salty about Rabbits and them. Rayman um, in general. They, made, they were going to do this really dark horror game with the Rabbits. And there's a bunch of concept art of them being like invading Earth and being terrifying. That evolved into them being like lizard reptile people. And then they became zombies again. And that was the basis for Zombie U. The, the zombie game that came out on the Wii U. That was originally Rabbits game. And now they've invaded the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, so, um, this game sounds super weird. The art looks pretty vanilla in the leaked art stuff. Um, Nintendo so, obviously sorry. given restrictions to Ubisoft. Yes? How, how XCOM was the plan? Because XCOM's a pretty complex... I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure you'll have lots of 
actions on the field you can do. For instance, there'll be a warp zone, and I think you'll be able to move like characters to the warp zone as like a tactical coverage. Go down the warp zone, pop up the warp zone somewhere in the field, and take turns. Who's um, developing this? Ubisoft. Yes. It's Ubisoft. Okay, then I have no faith. I have no faith that they will do it well. If Mario were doing it, seeing the early uh, Mario RPGs, I could see. Is Mario uh, himself Nintendo. going to make it? <laughs> if Mario's making Mario, his own game, If Nintendo were doing it, I'd have a bit of faith that they can do it well. Because seeing what they did to turn-based RPG... Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, with the early Mario and Luigi RPG games, like... You mean Stick was... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Mario Stick and Luigi Stick Stick Star. Star. You know, Travelers in, Travelers in Time? Yeah, what Partners in Time. Partners in Time. Partners uh, in Bowser's time Inside and... Story. Our very oh, first time we went inside all. Bowser's gizzards. Yeah. Anyway, um, if they go that kind of route, I'm kind of looking forward to what they do because I think there's room for a uh, isometric turn-based strategy game that encompasses a bit of that lighter side action-based combat. Yeah. I think I think that could work really well, but. Rabbids are dumb and Ubisoft fuck everything they touch. Yeah. So I'm not confident they're going to do it right. I, yeah. I feel they like Rabbids a lot more than any of their customers do. And they just, it feels yeah. like they're just always pushing them more than they should really be pushing them. Mm. And Rayman well, everybody everybody loves that, out of all that, spawned Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends. So I'm happy. Yeah. Because the Rayman this, 3D platformer was going a bad route. <laughs> this goes out to our beloved Andy, who is the world's biggest Rayman fan. Uh, Andy, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry I posted a status about Trump one time. Can we please be friends again? Uh, Rayman is a good game th- for I think Andy's... Um, <laughs> I think the love... I think the love affair, not with you and Andy, with um, Andy and Rayman... <laughs> Maybe over because they let oh, the no. they let the twenty fifth anniversary go past with nothing. Oh yeah, that's nothing. No Not even a birthday cake. Armless nothing. Frenchman. Not even a birthday cake. <laughs> How do you know they could have had one at the Ubisoft office? Rayman's not real. Maybe it's a private party. Maybe they that's have an employment it. call an employee called Rayman, <laughs> and they they gave him a cake. On Get back to you now. <laughs> um, I, I have two two final statements on this topic. Um, my first statement. What was the topic again? Question: Raymond raving rabbits. <laughs> would you uh, rather yep, play yep, this yep. game, or would you rather play uh, Mushroom Creed? Um. Hmm. So are we talking all Nintendo, Ubisoft. Yeah. Crossovers? If you had to cross over a Ubisoft franchise with a Nintendo franchise, what, what about be? Far Cry, Metroid, Metroid nah. or Zelda? <laughs> I want to can see the rabbits an, as like cocaine drug lords. Can you use an animus to go back in time before the animus was created and stop and the relive franchise? old? No one start a decent <laughs> Rayman franchise. All right, oh, that would be a fun game. Like Ubisoft is just straight up Asperger or whatever the company's called. Um, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they make a game where you can go back in time and change the course of their own <laughs> company. Oh man, save Ubisoft. Stop them getting Aisha, what's her face, to host the awkward, awkward E3 presentations. So alongside I'm a, with I'm this, I'm a big fan of real time. Real time. Yeah. Uh, it's not even real time. It's not real time. XCOM is not real time. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of XCOM anyway. So seeing someone else 
of that sort of pedigree into the genre, I find quite exciting, mm. but I'm a bit nervous with it being yeah. Ubisoft. Well, I think the one good feature it will include is it has a local co-op to the game. So that'll be fun, even care. if the game sucks, to play with the kids. You wouldn't play that with your kids? No. Okay, fair enough. I think that's fun. <laughs> um, even if the game's bad, you and a mate can shoot some rabbits. Uh, straight and easy, because there's two controllers built into the console. That's a good feature. <coughs> All Switch games should have co-op going forward, I think. <laughs> Makes sense. Like mm. that's, I think local co-op has kind of been moved away a lot. I think that's uh, the big we, selling point of the Switch against like well, the games that can't yeah. support. Is as everybody power. else is pushing for power sixty frames a second, um, they have to drop things like like split screen co op or local co op. Yeah. So that that is the Switch's strength to me. Um, they need to capitalize on that. Um, See, but- that's a Nintendo strength though, because that's always been their direction with yeah. all their games. Is that that experience? I think what it's experience. important. I think I have friends over and we go to play the PS4 and there's nothing to play on it. And we default to the Nintendo game because... You play like, um that game with the arrows, Towerfall Ascension. Yeah, that's, that's the only game. PS4 that's game you need. That's a indie game. <laughs> you can spend good. an entire weekend playing that awesome game. Okay. You're okay. wrong. It is good. Mm. Alienation was just free too. You could play that. <laughs> All right, I will look at what my free indie cross platform indie games are and dedicate my <laughs> ps4 to those but alongside See, for me with it's this... the same thing but with kids yeah. sorry go on tim i'm trying to change the subject <laughs> along with this announcement of this nintendo rabbits crossover ubisoft also had their um their earnings call which they obviously tell their shareholders what's coming so you know what are we a month out from a3 we've learned that Far Cry 5 is is confirmed. Its location is confirmed. Um, The crew. Alright, drum roll. You gotta say where it's set. Uh, You're the one that knows where it's set. Oh. You don't know? The moon! No. Close. Uh. We're going to colonial times! It's about cults and religion and George Washington. Colonial, as in like. Like. Everyone's wearing bloomers. There's the cannons and stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. man. We already did that maniac mansion. But Bi- Bioshock. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> we could never revisit that time period because <laughs> we, we can't ever go to the oh. future. We can't ever go to nah. the, the third one that I don't remember. <laughs> Present. All I'm hoping for is that they have co-op like four did. I hope he can play as Benjamin Franklin, and he's like some kind of lightning. What about what about assassin? Yep, Benjamin Franklin and Abraham Lincoln together. Because why not? That'd be fun. And they could do like the combo move where Benjamin Franklin goes on his um, shoulders. I just like the idea of Abraham Lincoln's over-the-top steampunk assassin blade hat. Yes, assassin blade hat. See. You, you know how yeah. Assassin's Creed kept introducing a new blade every time they did a game? I thought when they did the, the England one, for sure the hat was going to be in the top hat. Uh, the blade was going to be in the top hat. I thought they were yeah. going to go down that route and very disappointed <laughs> that well, it was like a, like a I don't know, even know what the blade was. It was like a boomerang. All right, let me ask you this. What was the last Assassin's Creed you guys played 
properly, not just played in passing, played and completed. I, I, I was so mad Black at the ending of three. I gave up on the whole franchise right then and there. I renounced Black Assassin's Black. Creed, and I've never been back. <laughs> well, you missed out on the best one because Black Flag is by far Black the Flag. Best that was four, Creed. right? Yeah. And then after that, they had Unity and uh, Unity. Sidestorm, I think. Uh, they went China, then they went. There was a Russia side scroll or India or something. There was two, two there was of the three side scrolling games: China and, oh, India and Egypt. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was like they went, episodic. Yeah, Unity and then Syndicate. And so you didn't play any of those ones. I no. played. I didn't play. For, didn't go back to. No, I didn't. No, I didn't finish. No. See, I reckon I. I'm the same as Ben. I stopped about. So an is, hour into walking simulator that was Assassin's Creed oh, 3. 3. 3 was <laughs> the worst thing that they could have done. Oh, I, I thought it was all just people getting butt hurt because it wasn't what they wanted. And I waited about a year and then I got into it and I was like, yeah, this is an awful game. No. Yeah. Um, apparently it picks up later, but I didn't make it. I should have gone back for 4, but I was just too burnt out. I think now I'm actually ready... To play an Assassin's Creed game again, as in so, I want to play an <clears throat> Assassin's Creed game again because one and two, really? I love those games. Oh yeah, I really love them. I love the shitty combat everyone whinges about. I love collecting the really? feathers. I, oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was just the combat ruined the franchise. It was for me. just what nice I thought was fun si- about the first was running away and being an assassin and not engaging in combat. In two, from the moment they made two, you're OP as anything, and you can just stand there, fight, yeah. and draw as much notoriety as possible. Where's the secrets? Where's the <clears throat> not being recorded in history for starting a 500-man death pileup? You rip the posters down so no one knows what happened. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Did you not? <laughs> that's what I hated about number one. So number one, really? I thought, was... Number one was a beautiful framed thing. What I didn't like was that the research you did leading up to an assassination because back then in in number one you were an assassin Mm. like the core of the fucking series you weren't a noble who discovered his father's legacy and all that shit you were an assassin you were paid to assassinate people right which is what an assassin is you go out and kill you don't ask questions yeah yeah but the problem with one was that you did all the research and you learnt little bits and pieces and then it made no difference whatsoever to the actual assassination. At right. least in Assassin's Creed 2. And we're back with our good friend Dave. Um, Dave was in the middle of a rant about something. Um, and we will now resume with Dave's rant. No, he won't because Dave can't forget, can't remember his rant. Okay, so the other, the, the other games that... Um... Ubisoft mentioned uh, was obviously Assassin's Creed Egypt. Um, speculation of boat combat because the only screenshot we've seen is of him in a boat, but it looks like a buddy canoe thing. So I don't know where people can are you that recruit from. slaves? Maybe you are a slave. Maybe you're trying to. Maybe this one will have aliens again because aliens built the pyramids and the Illuminati is real. Um, we don't They're know. We don't. We don't know much. Um, I. Uh, we don't know. I'm not sure that taking a year off is really going to get me back into Assassin's Creed. I think that's no. a pretty fatigued series. They would have to do something different with their standard formula to bring me back in, mm. I would think. I was um, playing the franchise for the stupid meta story that went nowhere. That they teased slightly they every finished. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, if they did something amazing with, like that, that would be the only way to get me back in. But given that the movie that was meant to tie into the universe sucks so bad I didn't even want to go see it, 
Oh I'm no, really? Interested. Yeah, Hang that's on. part of the continuity. You didn't see it. No. So you then don't... how do you know it sucked? Does it look like it sucked? It's Fassbender. He doesn't bad. suck at anything. Yeah, he even almost made Prometheus look good. It's George Fassbender. <laughs> how could you not go and see him? George Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> look, unless he's a mutant or higher, I don't bend that way. Um. Not very well, that's interesting. Anyhow. I saw the movie. And it was Fender. it was okay. I wouldn't say it was terrible. I wouldn't say rush out and see it. Um, well, then it anyway. stands to yeah. Only Warcraft and Angry Birds have made good game to movies. Oh, oh I don't mind the Resident uh, Evil movies. And the first Resident Evil movie. Um, anyway, <laughs> the other thing that Ubisoft has announced was <laughs> the Crew Two, which. It's kind of surprising because I didn't think the crew did overly well. Um, it was kind of so-so open world racing game. My brother bought so, it. I, I it have country. I have. Two... I don't think your brother buying it is enough to make it <laughs> yeah. a, a company financially viable. I have two copies or three copies of it. I think on PS4. It's people like you, Tim. I didn't pay for a single one. Okay. They were free. They were free on every platform at some stage. Wow. So anyway, they're making a second one of them. So my question is, what mm. is the point of E3 if we've got all these kind of announcements coming out early? Like, can I take the floor to that one? Well, it's a question, so I'm, I'm okay. not going to answer it myself. They're going to announce Skyrim, Elder Scrolls six, seven, whatever they're up to, four, five. Ubisoft is. Ubisoft no. is going to no, announce. No, Ubisoft Skyrim. don't matter at E3. They they show off South Park, and that's all the only good thing they do. No, put, put them um, aside. what's her name? But we're going to see too busy announcing bloody Morrowind under misleading advertising. Oh really? What? Have you seen all that? Yeah, the no? um, Elder Scrolls Online now has Morrowind. Yeah, and they oh, did this amazing. whole marketing campaign on buses and and bus shelters and stuff like that and it had all this stuff about the new Morrowind and all this fancy graphics and you could just see all the fanboys going ah HD remake of Morrowind I love a world that's just a mud swamp with a volcano (laughs) and mushrooms giant mushrooms um and then yeah it was it was the Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind anyway um (laughs) well look they could announce it they might not um that could happen uh we probably see Kingdom Hearts 3 properly, finally, maybe. Who knows? Um, and we they'll let people play Mario Odyssey, and people go away being like, Nintendo's done it again! Um, and <laughs> E3 will be the know. best we've had uh, in years because of those three reasons. <laughs> I reckon that Tim's onto something there. I think the days of E3 as the forerunner event for announcements... Well, now the public becoming can get a thing of so. Well, I think it's becoming a thing of the past. Yeah, because I agree. people people want to control the marketing and the release too much. Nintendo yep. have shown how they do well, that with their Nintendo yeah. directs that I never watch. Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> there's no reason to hold off for an E3 type event. Well, that's for the an thing. Like, really, you can got- showcase everything you've got without it. If you've got shareholders and stuff, you need to be accountable to like. Most of these announcements come off the back of it. They don't necessarily need to say, hey, here's a working demo or here's, you know, an alpha build. They just have to go, we're making this and this will make you money. And then you have confirmed announcements of these games. Um, We're making mm. a new game in the Prey franchise. 
and then the investors are happy. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it, this this E3 is going to be different because um, for the first time, it's open to the public. So I've been listening yeah. to a few podcasts, and the the general feeling of E3 is if you're press, you know, you don't feel bad pushing in front of people because you're all press. You're all there to do a job. At an event like PAX, the guys I was listening to, they're like, I kind of feel bad pushing in front because other people have paid money to get to this event. It's a public yeah. event. Mm. You know, it, it it was a tra- E3 was a trade show and now it's not. Now it's a... I mean, what's the difference between it and PAX apart from, I guess, their showcases are a lot bigger. Um it, It'll be interesting well, to simple. see the the name and the the name and the the type of event has it, evolved. It'll be interesting to see what the public opinion from those that went is. Like, mm. you know, I waited in our you know three hours in this line. Yeah, it was and crowded, I and, and I didn't get to play anything. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. But <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know, we'll do an e, a pre E three. Are we seeing the Scorpio there? That's surely going to be e- Xbox a built focus. version. Yeah. Um, Surely. I would guess so because they're developing they're the developer units out, whatever they are, um, and everyone's gone on about, oh, it's got this screen that shows an FPS counter on the front of the console. And they really? confirmed that'll be in the final. Yeah, they confirmed that'll be in the final. Wow. It's not, it's not just the, the SDK ones. That's gamers want these days. Yeah. <laughs> they want to see their FPS. Not games. Um, yeah. They want to have a little number not- that fluctuates. Well, that's yeah, the thing. They've no- still got nothing, nothing compelling <laughs> to make people buy a Scorpio. This is like Forza oh, Seven or whatever will come out, and it'll look amazing, and that's not enough to move units. It's not a Zelda scale um, bound or higher. That's well, dry. okay, that's 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 <laughs> interesting. You mentioned that because Microsoft renewed the trademark for scale bound. Yeah. Now the question will remain: Who? Who maintained the IP? I guess like so with, with Dead Island. Off? Well, with with Dead Island Two, for example, Jaeger were going in the wrong direction or whatever from uh, what Deep Silver wanted. Deep Silver, yes, Deep Silver. And so you know they took them off, and then Jaeger went broke and whatever. But as far as I know, Deep Silver still have. They own the Dead Island IP, and I believe they own whatever work. Jaeger has done up to that point. Not that anything is coming of that. So who knows? Maybe Microsoft's holding onto it for whatever reason. They'll release it one day. But it looks like a relatively built game. I don't know. It's yeah, hard to tell. I was interested in it. I was interested in it. Sure. Hey, no, I'm, I was going to say, I'm always interested in the, the sales aspect of that sort of thing and where where they take account of IP and work completed on a game and what happens if they retain IP but yeah. sell the company and well, you know what I mean? In that mm. <coughs> in other news, Square Enix have said that they want to sell um IO Interactive, who are the makers of Hitman. So I don't think anything has been confirmed yet, but that's that's gonna be the question with Hitman. Does does I does IO still own Hitman? Hmm. Um, well, they're, um, if you've looked at their tweets, they, the tone of them is, I guess you'd say, quietly confident. 
like they've laid they've off posted staff, in though. response that well they've laid off staff, but EA uh, Squeenix, sorry, have announced that they're selling the parent company of IO, which is yeah. I Idos, Idos is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, really? So it's Artist Montreal <coughs> who also did Deus Ex, didn't they? I yeah. can't remember, but that's where it gets confusing because I think they abs- when they bought Idos, they grabbed certain franchises. I think, from what I read, I think they're only selling IO, but I don't know. They're, yeah. they're saying that Hitman is a is running at a loss. Which it may well be, because I know a lot of people are fans, but fans don't necessarily well, make for a profitable We, we knew it was at a loss, because that's why they went episodic and had all the ridiculous stuff that they... Well, here's the thing. It. So, they've so IO, in their tweets, have said, oh, it'll be interesting, we'll just have to... They're basically saying, we'll have to wait and see what happens with this sale thing. In the meantime, don't worry, we're working hard on season two, or three, or whatever they're up to. Right. So that's sort of, um, if that's the case, you'd imagine that either A, they're trying to self-own publish, which I doubt they can buy Squeenix out of that, (laughs) or they've got someone else lined up. But either way, you'd think they're retaining the IP. Yeah. um, They kind of got nothing without it, to be honest. But the other side of that is, well, they built the engine for it too. So then that's who owns mm. the engine because they could very much, let's say they lose a Hitman IP, they could go and make, you know, Assassin Man and just keep yeah. the same engine and have the same... A game. James just... Bond game is what they need to make with that engine. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, that's... There are way too many variables and not enough info to mm. really make an educated guess as to what's going on. But it's it's very interesting. If you go and look at the tweets from the company... They're either we don't do they're either here. under we do facts, nothing but. <laughs> well, they've either got someone in charge of PR who's very good at making the company seem positive because <laughs> a negative company, the case. In the company where everyone's fi- failing and where Squeenix are saying what was it four and a half billion yen or something they were reporting the loss like that's not really going to help <laughs> when you're trying to sell something yeah you know you're selling a car and going oh, this is a piece of shit car i've sold off the tires i'm going to retain the ownership of the uh model of the car but you can have it it's a piece of shit it's running at a loss <laughs> it won't make any money but give us a million bucks for it yeah mm. cool sweet bra is that how you sell your cars yep that's why I still haven't sold my car. If anyone would like to buy a uh, 2006 <laughs> model. <laughs> uh, that's, I think that's, if you got anything else to say, Ben, I think. Um, oh, I want to talk about one, one last thing. Um, Too late. Uh, no, it depends what it is. Uh, so I just want to mention. Uh, Isn't Divinity Ben the host? Uh, yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, hang on. Oh, All right, we're now going to go to the segment. Hurst by Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi. Uh, what do you have to say, Ben? Well, let me tell you, Ben. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2, the much-beloved and awaited Kickstarter game that I backed, <laughs> is coming out on September 14th <laughs> this year um, on PC first. I think console might have a later date. Um, 
the exciting thing about this that they just showed off in several live streams that went for several hours is they've added the Dungeon Master GM mode to the game. So you're going to have four, character, four human players playing as the party members and one person controlling the entire game. Oh, wow. They have control of maps. They can customize like lighting and what's on the map. They can customize monster mobs that spawn, story boxes. There's a way to make little uh, cutscene vinaigrette kind of things to, to fill in details of stuff that happens. The, the person controlling the game can play as every NPC in the game against the party members. He can react in real time to their decisions and stuff. It's pretty much the most promising looking mode of this kind that's ever been put into a game. Mm. Um, I was going to say, I think the old, um, the old Neverwinter or Neverwinter 2, I think, had a similar thing, a GM mode? This, the know. stuff I that's think Neverwinter 2 that. had GM mode, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, this looks like they give you a lot of tools to have, play with and have control over. Um, that's and it's like that's... a mix between RPG Maker and um, yeah, um, that sounds yeah, pretty cool. The Divinity system, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that they'll have, you know, you can then export your adventure. Yes, you can share then, it on Steam's um, yeah. SourceForge thingy. Whatever so if called. you're less creative like myself, you can play through other yeah, people's campaigns and have someone else GM. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. Cool. So that that's really exciting because that was uh, that was their final Kickstarter goal. Um, and you know, with Kickstarter goals, you're always worried. Yeah, th- this company has has promised a lot, and so far they've delivered everything. Um, they've added. But you cool haven't played classes. it yet. How do you know? I've played the. Uh, I was going to say, when does it access, come out? Uh, September fourteenth. I played the early access that came out. Oh, so you played early year. access. Yeah, and that was just single player, but it was really good. Um, I played the first game. And so the they haven't delivered then. Um, well. Okay, we haven't seen the final thing, thing. but uh, streamers <laughs> streamers have played it, and you know all the game reviews are like, oh, it's the best. So thing hang ever. on, it's just first like things D&D. first. You said right. they've delivered on all their goals, but they haven't no, delivered on one. Well, of their they've goals. implemented You've them into bent. the game. All right, this is the first to Kickstarters uh-huh. that are like, we're going to make a '90s arcade racer, and then they turn around and they make a side fighter Streets of Rage yeah. game. <laughs> There's like, it's your one facts, of the more successful have... <laughs> Kickstarters. Your facts have holes in it. The right. segment has no intro right. music. Clearly, I am the fight. problem with games journalism. <laughs> you are. You are the problem with everything. Ben. Please don't back my cat me. My got sick the other day. I, my fault. parents did not deliver with the promised product that they said they would make when they took <laughs> money from all the relatives. Um, apologize. Um, please enjoy this. Oh, actually, can I end on a fun piece of trivia that I learned today? Red Do you Dead remember Peter been delayed. on the bottom of a juice lid? Hey, Red Dead has been delayed. Whatever, it'll come out eventually. Um, you know trivia? Peter Molyneux, oh. our dear friend Peter Molyneux, the world's greatest yep. game designer. The most of all trusted. Time. Do you remember? The most, most trusted, trusted exactly. most promising. Do you remember his little app he made where you had to tap away at a cube, like millions of people tapping away at a no. cube? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, before yeah. that. He yeah, did this yeah, yeah. social experiment. It was an app. If you got to the center of the cube, you won an unbelievable prize. Um, and the prize turned out to be the winner Trash. got to become a game developer for his company. He would get a share of the royalties of Goddess and go and work for them and stuff and be consulted and make decisions about Goddess. Goddess was never finished and never fully <laughs> was implemented. So that guy had one, two of the facility, never got royalties, never got to be involved in the project. <laughs> and he was they... given like a bundle of games on Steam as his prize to apologize for that. They Hilarious. made um, they would have made money because it was on early access and you could buy Goddess. Yeah, so, I played it at Peter Molyneux's direct bequest when he emailed me and we had a conversation. And it was uh, the worst game I've ever played. I, <laughs> it was so bad. 
I did play. Well, what do you expect when that's his hiring method for yeah. program designers? Oh, he didn't even hire him in the end. <laughs> they worked for Willy oh, yeah, Wonka. He didn't, he Charlie didn't was him. good value. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Charlie? Yeah, look at all the like snotty kids labor. he had to go through in the that's process. That's true. Not worth it. Yeah. Not worth it. That's true. So that's it for this week of Another Dungeon. Um, hope you enjoyed it, Randall. Um, if you did enjoy it, why not listen again next week? Um, we can be found at these places. Uh, Wishka. We're on Wishka. Did you guys know this? We're on Wishka. We're on um, the Podbros Network. I don't know. On? Do you want to? We're on Wishka. <laughs> we're on the Podbros <laughs> Network. Tim, help me out here. Where are we on? Where are we at? No. Add another dungeon on Add Facebook. another dungeon. Uh, on Twitter. We're on Facebook.com slash another dungeon. Another dungeon.com forward slash YouTube or without the YouTube for our regular articles that haven't yeah. been posted in months. Get up to date with the what latest. Do you want to promo <laughs> Tim? <laughs> Twitch.tv slash another dungeon. If you want to watch Tim play CSGO. Or the podcast, because that's pretty much all that's on Twitch yeah. at the moment. Check us out live next time. Who knows what we do behind the scenes? And if you want to subscribe, Tim, to the Hungry Jack's Birthday Club, the email address is podcast at another dungeon.com. Wait, what does that get us? Don't I have to share that with Ben? On your birthday, if you can go in and prove that you're a junior, you get free small fries. <laughs> Thanks, Prove Dave. that I'm a junior? Is the junior the same as the well, minor? Prove that, that your, your name is another dungeon. Right, you also okay. need ID or a parent to prove that you're another dungeon. That I'm another dungeon. Right. right. Is that yeah. the ID in your hand? That Mega Man light? Yep. Thanks okay. for listening, everybody, and join Ooh. us next time. See you then. Bye.